everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Hi. Hi, I'm just finally answering this tag to Samantha. Uh, you know what? No, I'll just leave it. I'll do it after. She's asking, she's saying that she's um gone over her calories from 1800 to 2100 because she ate too many chocolate sultanas. Uh, oh, they're so, well, you don't like them. They're so Moorish though. Yeah, I know any little sweet bites. Are, I like chocolate covered peanuts, which would have gone, had your calories go way further than that. Yeah. My forehead, I forget. Um, and then she's saying, should I not eat dinner? And and I'm going to say, no, obviously let it go. It happens. Um, I probably better eat some protein and veg to stop it happening again tomorrow. It's like, yeah, just learn from it. So hello, everybody. How are you all? We are all great. Thanks. Um. I just wanted to touch on one thing, another conversation with the with the other Samantha, different Samantha to this Samantha, um, who was getting very um, all in her own head. I was saying to Emma before we came live, I think Samantha's been here. We, we talked, she had a question on the live. She's lost 24 kgs. She's been here for a few months now. She's doing unbelievably well. Um, and I think she's got a little bit of dieting fatigue in terms of feeling like she's been going, going, going for a while. And she still has quite a lot further to go which is freaking her out and messing with her head. Um, so I've pulled her out of her deficit and I've put her in maintenance and I've given her, I've basically given her a lot of rope in different areas so she can kind of catch her breath and, um, and, and kind of stay on track. I've also talked to her about mindset shift, viewing this, you know, in terms of your expenditure via your neat, your steps or your activity, whatever, however you're quantifying that and your workouts is like minimums per week for your health, your long-term health, longevity and quality of life. And stop seeing it as like a means to an end because once you get the results you want, you can't stop doing the things that got you there or you'll just go backwards. So you have to reframe how you're seeing this. Um, and we've had a good old chat and I've told her to completely come away from the BMI goal, regardless of what we were talking about last time. And instead I've said to her realistically, how much do you realistically think you can, you would like to have left to lose and can lose in the next few months without it feeling overwhelming? And she was like, oh, that's easy, 5kg. And I was like, perfect, that's it. That's the new goal, okay? Over the next few months, um, you know, I, ideally, you know, in within a five-month timeline, because that's a really nice slow rate of loss, but a, a going rate of loss. Um, let's aim to lose that kind of 5kg uh, and and not think about anything beyond that at all. And this is something I do when I have like a physique goal is I give myself like really tiny markers and really big spaces of time to do them. And if the ball gets rolling and I'm excited by it, obviously I shorten that time as I go. But it's very reactive, it's very responsive. It's not predictive, which is a very good tool to go by. Um, and she was really happy and is going to take a look this little break for the next couple of weeks like I said loosen the reins a bit and then get going again um so anybody who's having any kind of issues like that in terms of the dieting fatigue or feeling like you have a mountain to climb and you're struggling with it mentally definitely reach out to us because it is our job to help you reframe it and maybe maybe not for all of you but maybe change some things up to make it a bit easier for you guys yeah I think excellent point and I think underrated is 
having a big goal but focusing on the next step yeah and there's numerous reasons for this one because it gets so overwhelming being like I've got this amount of fat to lose or I've got this huge goal that I want to achieve and then you don't really know how to get there from where you are because there's a big gap there whereas if you think about what's the next step I need to take and exactly what Chloe's done like instead of worrying about how much weight you have to lose how can I lose the next five kilograms how can I even like take it smaller how can I lose the next one pound and then I'll figure out how to lose the next one pound I talk to a lot of coaches about this in relation to business as well. Yeah. And it's in some ways like even more applicable to focus on the next step, because if I had a goal when I first started of running the EC method with Chloe and having as many clients as we have, actually what got me my first couple of clients isn't the same actions that got me my next couple of clients. Like essentially the point is what got you to where you are here might not get you to the next step. And the same is true for fat loss. Like a lot of the time, what helps you to lose the first 10 kilograms might not actually be the same as what helps you to lose the next 10 kilograms to reach your goal. So you need to focus on the next step. And then if we need to adjust things along the way, that's just part of the journey of doing it. Um, But yeah, it's really easy with big goals to get overwhelmed. And yeah, if you, if you, I don't know, for example, if you were starting a business now and you're like, yeah, I've got a goal of making a million okay, well, like, how are you possibly ever going to get there? But if I was like, can you make your first 10 pounds profit? You'd probably be like, yeah, I think that's actually achievable. Cool. Then actually what's made you your first 10 pound profit isn't the same action that's going to make you your first million, right? Those actions will change over time, but you need to focus on the first goal that's ahead of you. Otherwise you become paralyzed by how far you have to go. Yeah. All right. Any live questions? We've just got Ollie saying that he's good, thanks. Hope you guys are good. Had to set an alarm to make the live only went to sleep at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, he's working shifts, isn't he? <laughs> I was going to say, what were you doing last night? Wild. <laughs> um, okay, Tracy Foy. Hi, lovelies. Quick question. When you talk about getting straight back on track at the next meal, how do you do that if you've completely blown your calorie target? Say I've gone out for lunch, gone way over my calories. What do I eat in my next meal? Because anything, it's just added calories. I guess forget the calories and go for healthy protein and veg. More calories, but better than hitting the bucket bucket. Perhaps I've just answered my own question. Yeah, that is one good tactic. Another one is don't track the thing that blew your calories out of the water and carry on tracking before that happened. From, sorry, from when before that happened. Emma. Yeah, although it kind of depends, right? Because realistically, like this is where like a bit of just being sensible comes in. If you went out and had a massive lunch, you probably don't need a massive dinner and actually you might not really be hungry for a massive dinner. So forcing yourself to eat a huge dinner wouldn't actually be very helpful. So you might just have something small and go to bed. Whereas another example, like the eating too many chocolate raisins, that's probably not going to have filled you up. And if you went to bed without having dinner now, the likelihood is you'd feel pretty unsatisfied and be a bit hungry and then wake up the next day and that might lead to overeating the next day. So it's kind of like your own judgment. If you go out for a really big Christmas dinner, you might not need a full normal dinner when you come home, but you might have something light and then go to bed. But the whole point is, yeah, making a a sensible choice at the next meal instead of being like, oh, I had Christmas dinner for lunch, so I may as well eat pizza for dinner as well. And then, I don't know, you kind of go off track in that respect. Has anyone ever had a good Christmas dinner that isn't home cooked? Because I just don't think it's a thing. No, no, but I do know people that go out for Christmas dinner. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. If you go somewhere, that, and I imagine they must be good. No. If you go somewhere really fucking great, yeah, obviously. If you're fucking going to the Ritz for Christmas lunch, it's gonna be baller. But like, generally speaking, Christmas lunch anywhere other than home is just savage. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what this is one of the main barriers to us finding so like Chloe keeps being like I just don't want a cold Christmas dinner and I'm like why was why is this like the only option that we have yeah uh, this looks great but I really just don't want to have a cold Christmas dinner so basic you know like Ricky Gervais is the office I just had to because I couldn't say the office and because people are like what were you talking about like Ricky Gervais is the office <laughs> like basic going to like a basic like Hilton and having like a basic Christmas lunch and everyone just like being like no we don't want that on the easy method we want something a bit more <laughs> we want a bit more pizzazz but also you know we're not made of money so <laughs> it's like how do we do this but guys we think we've done it yeah we think we have sorry for the consistent delay on this we keep finding like other places like Ministry of Sound just a story that I think everyone needs to know Ministry of Sound, who knew? Do like venue hire and Christmas lunch. And so Emma was like, No, they oh, don't do Christmas lunch. They do lunches, whatever, which we obviously are going to make them be Christmas. James, you need to hit the story for something you laugh. Mm-hmm. So Emma messaged me and Emma was like, Oh, there's this place in London called Ministry. <laughs> they do venue hire. And I messaged her back and I went, As in of sound. And Emma messaged back and she went, Yeah, what is that? <laughs> And I was like, it's only one of the most famous nightclubs oh. in the world. <laughs> Emma, you need to get the fuck out of Scotland ASAP and start living your real life. Because honestly, <laughs> the queen of life experience, literally. Get out get to London now. That's actually a life experience, just not in the club scene. <laughs> Scotland, there's more to Scotland than the water life in Scotland. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, fair. Anyway, unfortunately, guys, we're not we're not going to Ministry of Sound. No, so and I was like, what? The first thing I said was, okay, first of all, lol. Second of all, what's the minimum spend? And I was like, I don't know. I'll CC you into the email. Obviously, the minimum spend is like triple what our budget is. And I was like, thanks, Katie. We'll come back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that I mean, that could have been fun. Where does Emma live? Uh, Scotland. So Emma, where in Scotland? Tell the people. Well, I mean, I don't want to be too. <laughs> yeah you don't have a problem giving out your address or anything <laughs> um ollie how much do you think saying having eight hours sleep compared to four hours affects muscle recovery uh, a lot yeah but not something that you need to be overly concerned about if it's not happening frequently and or you're not a professional bodybuilder but yeah it will have a huge impact on your ability to recover and therefore your uh, optimal hypertrophic response hypertrophic i love that word so much it sounds like a dinosaur it does doesn't it yeah. Uh, okay. yeah i totally agree if it's a one-off like obviously there's not really much you can do about it but ollie i know that you're working shifts and i don't know if this is your way of asking like can i get away with four hours sleep a night and if it is then the answer is no Ollie, you look great at the moment, though. Ollie's physique from when we started to Sorry now. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> from when we, James is leaving now, people don't worry. <laughs> from when we started to now, is like it just gets better and better and better. And that's not all on Emma and I. Like he has a, it's his hard work, and b, he has a PT as well. But it's really impressive. Ollie, you should be really proud. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but also on the note of lack of sleep it will also impact your food choices as well 
um, and make it much harder to stick to a deficit and just generally your mood so I would definitely get in more sleep the biggest crying fits I've had to Emma have been when I've just completely not been and she's so good with me she's like babe you need to sleep oh my god (laughs) but it impacts so much and I think it's so easy to forget that it's kind of like with PMS right some like the feelings are genuine even if you know like why they're happening like even if it is quote unquote just hormones or like just lack of sleep that doesn't mean that your mood isn't significantly affected and your choices aren't significantly affected so like knowing what's causing that is helpful but also doesn't make the feelings any less real yeah agreed all right oh okay so okay emma hamilton fantastic picky emma hamilton wow what a picture it's her on a horse doing a jump okay oh wow i know and it's really like moody as well i like it okay hi ladies quick question on the face pause emma this is for you i naturally want to lean back while i'm doing these so a straight line between my heels and my head but at an angle to the floor engaging my core at the same time and it feels really unnatural standing upright but perhaps this is because my weight the weight is too high for me I vaguely remember using a split stance for these when I had a PT years ago, but I could be imagining that. No, you're not. What is the correct body position that I should be aiming for? Thank you both. Yeah, I would split. I think it is, it it weirdly puts, I'm just thinking about doing it myself. I'm like, it puts a weird amount of pressure on your lower back if you're standing completely straight. Um, Yeah, so I would lean back slightly. Whether you want to do that, just, I would probably put one foot back, otherwise... Yeah, I think, and that's how I do it, is one foot slightly back. Definitely a split stance, yeah, I agree. Anything on the live? Um, no questions, no. Okay, Sophie Verguen, I can't say your name, but I hope I said it kind of right. I have been quite hungry in the last couple of days slash week. I know about protein, but I am hitting that. I have been bad with tracking. I don't know why. I was so, I was in such a good win. It maybe didn't help that I've been sick for a week and a half and the kids and work have been very tricky. But these all sound like excuses. Yeah, look, valid excuses though, like perfectly valid. Is it true that when I've had a treat once that the chances are higher that I'm going to want them every day? I was so able to resist for such a long time and now every day I fail. And yes, my behavior is so much better than before. I'm reaching my 70K steps per week, which is a huge win for me. I've more than doubled my steps and I even did a gym workout hard after half-assing it at home beforehand. I'm losing very slowly or maintaining rather than losing, but how do I get back into a good flow? Softly rowing, so to say, or maybe even fast rowing, who knows? Um, Okay, well, look, you say that you have been poorly week and the kid, week work and the kids have been full on. Um, and that absolutely means that you will be struggling with the diet um, for so many reasons in terms of how you feel physiologically, internally, and also the decisions that you're making, you know, behaviorally, um, externally, when you've got a lot going on. So Emma and I like to have a little trick called a reset. Um, what I really like clients to do, and I'm actually going to do a post on this, like dieting hacks, how to get into the swing of a diet when you're really struggling to, to, to nail it down. 
Um, the first thing I would say is write out a start. Think think of your meal plan, your breakfast, lunch, dinners, two, three options of everything. Foods you love, which you know from experience or as you calculate are going to hit your calories and your pro and your kind of nutrition targets in the day. Um, only using tracking when you're out and about and you need that freedom, which is the beauty of flexible dieting. It's flexible. It's still dieting. OK, so only using tracking when you're out and about or you have a big craving, <clears throat> something like that. Um, and then write a shopping list. Go out, do your shop, get back in the swing of things. Do not buy things. And this is, again, probably a frowned upon thing. I don't care. It's true. Don't buy things and have them in the house that you find are your, specifically you, trigger foods. That's different for everyone. Um, because yes, we can put, we can bring them back in later. But if you're already struggling now, let's just take a break for a minute. Uh, and the next thing I would say is the first easy thing to do is to wake up and get into a morning routine. You are more likely to stick to your diet the rest of the day if you nail the mornings. And the mornings are quite easy to nail. Like they're, they're honestly, you wake up you can very easily get yourself on track to start the day. Um, and the next thing I would say is don't feel anxious or overwhelmed by this. Please keep this sentence in your head at all times. This is solely in your control. You can, act, you are the one in charge. You are the one in control. Do not feel anxious. Do not feel overwhelmed. You simply make a different decision. And while that might be hard at first, once you, and I said this to one of you this morning, once you push the ball and force it to roll, the ball will start rolling by itself. Emma. Yes, momentum. And I love that about like, you are completely able to do this. And actually, if you want proof of that, I bet there are numerous things in your life that you are doing that are significantly harder than doing this. So give yourself a little bit of like belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, what I thought was quite interesting about this was the question of whether you're more likely to do this again because you did it yesterday kind of thing, as in oh, yeah. essentially you've got into the habit of doing this, uh, as in overeating in this situation. And yeah, like once you get into a habit of something, it's like Chloe's saying, like the ball is in motion. So actually it's much easier to continue with that habit. So you want to replace that habit with a habit that's more conducive to your outcome goal. Mm -hmm. Changing a habit is hard because if you think about that ball with momentum, you have to stop that momentum and push it back in a different direction. Mm -hmm. However, once you do that, it then will become a lot easier again. And I totally agree with Chloe that you need to also set your environment up for success in this regard especially when you're starting so when you're starting you might be like yeah do you know what I'm not going to have these foods that I normally snack on in the house once it becomes a habit that you don't snack on these foods then yeah sure you might be able to have them in the house without you snacking on them but I think forming those habits and knowing that actually those first three days or so where you're creating that momentum will be quite hard but once you push through that it actually becomes a lot easier and the other thing I was thinking about in relation to whether you're more likely to continue to overeat if you've been overeating previously, there is also responses in terms of things like your taste. So your taste changes a little bit. So if you're eating a lot of highly processed foods, then to get the same dopamine reward from a food, you need to continue to eat food that is essentially that tasty, right? Whereas when you start eating more whole foods, you end up changing your taste a little bit and actually getting more of a reward from foods that aren't quite as highly processed or have like as higher tastes so again it's kind of changing those habits and changing what your body is used to and then there's also like an expected dopamine response that you will get for example if you 
previously ate a donut even just expecting the donut kind of get that you know what your brain is about to experience re dopamine reward and that's like a feel-good thing so you're more tempted to go for that whereas if you've got out of the habit of always treating yourself to donuts or always eating these very highly processed foods then actually it's much easier to avoid those things so my whole take home from this and obviously exactly what Chloe said was amazing is it will be hard for about three days like it will be hard initially but once you start to get momentum going behind it then it becomes a lot easier and I think people give up at the start because they're like if it's hard now surely it will only get harder like if I can't do it for one day how am I ever going to do it continuously exactly but actually the exact opposite happens it's hardest when you start and when you start making these new habits and then they become habitual or they become part of your routine and actually it's a much easier option to take but initially sometimes you do have to set your environment up for success so that the habits that you want to make are the easier ones so instead of having loads of crisps and chocolate out to snack on have fruit so the easiest option for you to go to is to eat the fruit also don't tell yourself that you can't have xyz food just put a barrier in place yeah you you can have a bar of chocolate but you'll have to walk in the rain to get it from the shop because like you're not going to keep it in your house at the moment while you're trying to form these habits so if you want it enough sure go and get it so you're not telling yourself you can't have it but you are putting that barrier up to yourself and then if you do choose to go and get it then you've probably expended a ton of calories anyway walking to the shop Mm. Love all, I love all of that. Fab response. Okay, I've got a question here. Kate, hi both. I've been losing slowly and my clothes feel ever so slightly more comfortable. I'm on 1,600 calories, hitting my non-negotiables every day. Steps are over 10,000. I started at 62.5 kilograms, reduced to 61, but now creeping back up again. I'm currently 61.9. I'm only five foot two. And I think I've heard you mention that this might be this might make a difference to fat loss or maybe I misunderstood this. Should I reduce my calories a little bit? Thanks both. Um, so I would like to know the fluctuation, the timeline of that fluctuation, because it's only 0.4, no, sorry, 0.9 of a kilogram. Like it could be that it's the week before your menstrual cycle or it could be mid menstrual cycle. Again, you kind of have these like peaks. It could be that you ate a little bit more yesterday or you ate a bit more carbs yesterday. Like, that fluctuation could be anything. If the the truth of it is, if you haven't changed anything, you stuck to your calories and you've stuck to your steps, you're hitting all your non-negotiables, it cannot be fat. Like it can't possibly be fat. There's nowhere that those calories could be stored from unless you've consumed them. So if you're saying my adherence is a problem and that's why my weight is going up, then we certainly wouldn't drop your calories because if you're not sticking to the calories that you're currently on, then we're definitely not going to drop them lower. But that would be another discussion of, okay, why are you struggling to stick to those calories? What kind of foods are you eating? Is it because you're hungry? Is it because you're bored? Is it because you're out of routine a little bit or you've been eating out a lot? Like, okay, those would be different situations. If you have stuck to these, then the likelihood is that's just a weight fluctuation that has nothing to do with a fluctuation or a change in body composition. So you don't need to change anything. You just continue in relation to your height, your basic, sorry, your total daily energy expenditure is more related to the total mass that you have, or more to the point, your basal metabolic rate is more related to the total mass that you have, as opposed to how tall you are. Um, 
so that doesn't really matter it only matters to us because if if you were like I'm six foot tall and 61 kilograms we might be like oh I think maybe more fat loss is a good option for you um whereas if you're like I'm five foot two then yeah hey you might still have some body fat to lose at that weight um but yeah it's not gonna and generally shorter people tend to have a lower total mass which means that their basal metabolic rate is lower um and they would have to drop their calories lower because they're smaller people to fit into like a healthy bmi range for example given the same energy expenditure um but in relation to like dropping your calories we don't need to do that based on your height a perfect answer absolutely nothing to add oh i do actually have something to add but it's a bit different i'm veering off a bit um, a couple of you have asked us, Tanchan and someone else, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Just to cover this, we do this in every round. So please don't think that this is the first time that the penny has dropped for Emma and I. It's getting darker earlier. We all know at the moment, uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know um, nationally, but in London, certainly crime rates are pretty fucking high right now. Um, the police are pretty fucking shit right now. The Met Police, again, I'm not, no disrespect if you're a police officer, but from personal experience, multiple times in the last year alone, I've seen a lot of bad shit happen in London and I've seen the police doing a lot of non-important shit. Personally, that's my personal <laughs> experience. But I credit to anyone who's a police officer. It looks like a fucking hard job. It's massively underfunded and I really respect what you do. However, crime rates are on the rise. So... We do not want anybody going out for walks, even if it's five o'clock in the afternoon when it's dark. Um, You're putting yourself in a really, really vulnerable situation. This obviously applies more to women, but also to men, because I've seen a lot of bad, or everything actually bad that I've seen happen in London in the last year has been happening to men. Um, please, please, please do not be walking to try and hit your steps in the dark. It's really, really fucking dangerous. And <clears throat> and please read my steps post, which is pinned on my featured, like here are my Instagram posts. I think all of you should read. I write those posts for you guys. I write them for clients. I've literally listed so many ways in which you can hit your steps. And the last thing on steps is please remember that this is a weekly total that we're aiming to hit. It would be really nice if you could divvy it up pretty evenly every day for reasons we've talked about in various podcasts on this round. But it is a weekly target. So if you have a day where you hit 5,000, don't worry. You know, if it's Tuesday, you've got five, <laughs> five days to come to get that up and hit your weekly target. Again, 60K for health is really the minimum target that we want. Obviously, if you can get 70, 80, 90 and you've got fat loss goals, that's only going to increase your rate of loss. Um, and that is my chat on steps. The only thing I have to add is that remember that steps are a crude and easy measure for us to gauge energy expenditure. If you're like, I've got a Peloton, but I need to march on the spot to get my steps in because I need my step count to be X. You can swap those things, right? The hard thing here for us is that the obvious next question is, how many steps is X time on a Peloton? And well, that completely depends on how hard you're cycling and well, mainly on that. Um, so it's quite it's quite hard to say exactly what that is. Um, but do remember that if you're someone who's like, oh, I really enjoy swimming. If you want to go swimming instead and that's a safer option for you and you enjoy it, that's absolutely fine. Bear in mind that if you swim slowly, you're probably burning less calories than you would doing steps because you're not even 
um, carrying your own body weight when swimming. But if you're swimming quite hard and you're pushing yourself, then actually that might be quite a good um, way to expend some extra energy. So it doesn't have to be steps. Like there's two key reasons that we use them. One, they're easy to track. And secondly, the kind of a large part of the point of trying to get people to improve it to increase their steps is to try and make their life more active rather than just piling on more and more cardio as in like the sole reason that you're doing this is just to expend more energy it's more about like how can we make your life a little bit more active so that you're outside more so that you're walking instead of driving so there's like other benefits to these things as well but I do think we have to accept that in the winter and when we don't want people out walking late at night when it's not safe we maybe have to consider that there might be a time where actually you do do extra cardio, whether, whether that's like Peloton or doing some extra cardio on, at the gym or something in order to get your activity levels up and expend the same amount of energy. Yeah, I agree. And look, I'll just, you know what, I'll, as Emma said, we can't quantify how much cardio is going to translate to how many steps. And also, and that is a fact, and also what I'm about to say is going to be really dependent on your fitness levels. But as a general marker to go on, maybe half an hour of, uh, sorry, an hour, a full hour of lower intensity steady state cardio, if you can't hit your steps then that day, 45 minutes of more moderate intensity steady state cardio, if you can't hit your steps that day, or half an hour of a higher intensity cardio, if you can't hit your steps that day that's probably a nice thing for you guys to aim for just to keep it ticking over but as emma said it's not very translatable we can't really tell you but that's just something for everyone to go on which i think would be nice easy to remember easy to do and effective and yeah look if it comes down to you walking outside in the dark or fuck it even the rain <laughs> when it's light you know and that's just going to lead you to hate the process and be miserable for some of you some people love the rain um then absolutely, if you've got a peloton at home or you've got a rower at home or a versa climber, ugh, I mean, no one's on the versa climber for an hour, um, then just go for that. Half an hour higher intensity, 45 minutes more moderate, uh, an hour, 60 minutes or lower and just call it a day. Mm -hmm. um, Christine's just saying, how sad is it that we have to worry about this? And it is, yeah. It's really, really, really upsetting. And like I say, especially, I don't really know, I don't, but I, I know from my own experience, London, and it, like I say, not just from reading the papers and watching the news, but also just from living here, like it's, it's not great right now. And I just want to reiterate that. I know that the, the Met are hugely underfunded. I know that they've had a shit time of it. And I do have a lot of respect for anybody that goes into the police that's, you know, a good apple. But let's be honest, there's a lot of bad apples. We don't need much more proof. It's out there. And it's, um, yeah it's, it's yeah and i guess they're kind of ruining it for the good apples because now yeah, for the good apples yeah but now also we don't trust the police right yeah and then there's no money and then you have the you know the protests like you know just stop all protests which are taking up a lot of a lot of time and a lot of manpower and i do understand but the truth of the fact of the matter is the met aren't doing the job that they're supposed to be doing as a whole as a whole as a you know and 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 it's really not the time right now in London to be fucking around out and about on your own. Mm. Like, and I think like coming from someone who doesn't live in London and who lives in a place that I feel quite safe walking around in, I would still say like, 
you only feel safe until something happens right yeah yeah also did you read in the papers about what happened in Dundee (laughs) yeah although that's nowhere near me so I actually have never been to that area but yeah it was like this huge riot there was a yeah there was a fucking group of hoodlums that were scallywags just firing off fireworks at the police I mean, like zero respect, zero care in the world about what happened to them. It's just, it's, it's crazy right now. And I, and I don't necessarily think it's going to get better with the cost of living crisis, winter coming. Like all we have to, uh, watching the news is so depressing. It makes me cry like every night. I've had to turn it off before we get to the, some of the stories. So it's a weird time. It's a bit of a shit time. Um, keep yourself safe and warm and well, if you can afford to and happy. Show what will keep you warm. Doing steps. At- on- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just marching on the spot for an hour. Who needs heating? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Charlotte. Yeah, I think we're here. Um, yeah, we are. Okay. Hello. After some advice, please. If I should drop my calories, I'm currently eating approximately a uh, hundred and no, one thousand four hundred and fifty calories. <laughs> <laughs> hitting 12,000 steps a day four times a week in the gym and I've been doing this for three weeks now and the scales haven't budged I'm not that bothered about weight but I would like to reduce my body fat I'm currently 58 kilograms thank you no don't drop your calories we need to see pictures and if you are lean you're not really going to see results on the scales you're going to see them visually every kind of and this is anecdotal but typically every four to eight weeks we'll start to see changes so we need to see pictures please yeah yeah and at your weight and your activity levels for 1450 calories is uh will certainly be a deficit for you um but as Chloe's saying, when you're when you don't have a lot of total weight to lose, then actually using the scales as a marker of progress isn't particularly useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Ollie, not watched the news in 15 years because I found it really affected my mental health. Mm, I hear that. Mm. Um, Kate, so this is a follow-up to what we were just talking about. Uh, thank you. Yes, I am adherent to calories. Feel totally satiated on 1600. No idea where I am within my cycle as I've had a hysterectomy, but still have my ovaries, which I think kick out the odd hormone every now and again. Yeah, I mean, I think if nothing has changed re-adherence to calories and your expenditure, then there's absolutely no way that that 0.9 kilograms is fat. So I would just keep going with what you're doing and you'll notice that the weight fluctuates and will start to trend down again. All right, up to date on the live. Okay. <sighs> Vicky Keelan. Hi, I'm struggling a little at the moment. I had a challenging weekend with food, although I didn't go overboard with it, but I can feel myself slipping into old habits. The last couple of weeks, I've been hitting all my food and calorie targets, but within that have been having more sweet snacks and the odd packet of crisps, which I felt guilty about. Don't. If you're hitting your calories and you're hitting your protein and you're getting fruit and veg in, if you want to have a packet of crisps or a chocolate bar, go for it. It's not a problem. They're in my calories. Is this still okay? Yes. Definitely got in my own head with it all. I'm feeling like it's making me go off track. Ah, this is so frustrating. So this is really normal when you join the EC method um, because you're not like really crash dieting or really kind of um, 
overly restricting yourself. It can feel like you're not doing it, quote unquote, properly. You are. It's about being in a negative energy balance, which if you're doing the steps and the workouts and the calories that Emma and I have set for you all, you are going to be in your negative energy balance. If you want to have a packet of crisps or a piece of chocolate, it's absolutely fine. Please don't worry about it. And this is just about reconditioning your way of thinking. Just on your first point about having a bit of a higgledy-piggledy weekend, it happens, get back on track. Don't tell yourself, oh, now I'm really struggling. Oh, now like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just get back on track. We all have bad days. We all have bad weekends. You're going to get to your results far quicker if you're like, oh, well, that happened. I'll get back on track now. Then if you're like, oh my God, I'm losing control and it's spiraling out. It's in your head. Stop with that narrative. And this is not me being a bitch. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to coach you. <laughs> just get it out of your head and get back on track. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything to add. And not in this situation, but this is a discussion I had with someone else this week about more broadly about the fitness industry and if we kind of glorify like eating junk food and still losing weight and I think we've hopefully we've moved away from that a little bit but there is a line between like eat whatever you want and still lose weight and actually there are certain foods to include in your diet that will be healthier for you than and this isn't this individual who sounds like she's actually got quite good balance mostly eating whole foods that are good for you and then also including a packet of crisps now and again like that's absolutely fine but then there is the other end of the spectrum where people are trying and just hit their calorie target by eating junk food essentially and that I don't think we should be encouraging as an industry as a whole like I think hopefully we're moving away from it but there was definitely a, a stage where people were almost encouraging it there still is still some of the biggest people in our industry are out there on Instagram talking about all the shit they pile into their body and how proud they are of it. And it's like, look, we, we preach balance, but like I say, you're still working in health and fitness. So work in health and fitness. Um, it's all about balance, guys. Like have the, the old packet of crisps, have the old boozy night out with your mates. You know, what if, you know, you go to Ibiza and you want to drop a pill, whatever, you're an adult, do whatever the fuck you want to do. We're all grown ups and like nobody, nobody's in charge of what everyone should do. But by and large, if you want to have a fit, healthy, active body that feels good, that feels strong, you do need to be aware of what you're putting in your body, your nutritional um, awareness, your caloric awareness, your expenditure, your metabolic health, you know, your, your, your muscle mass, even to get that specific about it. These things matter, you know, and I think I completely agree with Emma. There's definitely a bracket of our industry and a very respectable bracket of our industry who Emma and I like and follow and agree with a lot who are far too quick to say, drink what you like, take as many drugs as you like and eat all the junk food in the world because it's all about a calorie deficit. And it's like, there's a hell of a lot more to this than that. So, I mean, I completely agree. I am not on board with that messaging at all. And I am a very liberal dieter. <laughs> yeah, I think it does often give the wrong impression. And then I think on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who share, I don't know, like eating donuts or going out for burgers and stuff to try and help people realize that they can do that but it's almost become like like it appears if you didn't know any better and like realistically the people that you're trying to help don't know any better that all you eat is burgers and donuts and that's completely unrealistic as well so yeah being realistic about that and knowing that it's the frequency of which you're having these foods not that they're inherently bad you should never have them but like a burger once a week not every single day might be a good option for you 
Yeah, this is the problem as well with like influencers who virtue signal and like do only share all the junk food that they're eating while they look in fucking fantastic shape. Is that at the end of the day, they're they're the only people who are going to have a check in the post to pay down the line because people are then going to be like, well, hang on. Like after a period of time, it goes from being inspiring and motivating and even educational into being like, well, hang on, how come you look like that? Yet all you post about is this. There's something amiss here because it's not as quote unquote authentic as initially it comes across as. Actually, it's really misguided, misguiding even. Is that even a word? Um, and really unhelpful, like, as Emma and I say, like as, as coaches like on the front line doing the work, not influencers, it's really fucking unhelpful for clients. Um, and it's it's really, I think it's really irresponsible. So I completely agree. Although is it, is it changing? I don't know. I've blocked all these, not blocked, but I've muted all these people. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I think that element isn't of like, essentially it's usually pretty in shape female who has come from a disordered eating type background and is now like, look at all this food that I can eat blah 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 but a lot of the time and given that I know a lot of these people um they're not eating that food or they're eating like one of that food taking a photo of it and then they leave some on their plate which again like it shows very good control and like yeah I had enough of this and then I was satiated but also show that of like yeah and then I ate half of it and I felt satiated from that and then I left the rest of it and that gives people more context of otherwise people are like wait so like I don't know if I was doing that like oh Emma has abs and she eats a burger every single day like then it looks quite misleading whereas actually if I was eating half a burger a day and the rest of my food was pretty healthy and relatively low calories that would be you'd be like yeah okay I can see how that works Emma, I really think that for April Fool's Day, you should change your handle on Instagram to Emma with abs <laughs> or abdominal Emma. And then you should <laughs> of yourself with your abs and be like, here's my five-step plan to get abs in two weeks. And just do it. Just see what happens. Oh my God, but what happens. Chloe, I did, I think I was really tired one day. This was when I just got back from Texas. <laughs> and, and I did, I did that. <laughs> yeah, well, I did something similar, right? I did this really stupid reel where I was like, guys it's not a calorie deficit it's actually this chemical within your shampoo that's getting into your skin cells and then around your fat cells it for- like I went really deep on it I was like it forms this layer that is imperishable which means that you can't get fat out of your fat cells and that's why you're not losing weight and then at the end I was like if you've got this far I want to help you because this kind of stuff is bullshit right that's really good thanks I mean it did quite well genuinely two people off the back of that messaged me saying can you tell me more about this shampoo and I was like did you watch it to the end and like they didn't reply but I was like oh my god like people still I mean I did keep quite a straight face but it was so obviously or you'd hope obviously it wasn't so obvious like most people were just laughing do you know what one person said to me as well which I thought was like (laughs) kind of sweet they were like I really like this post can you tell me more about the shampoo thing and also I thought it was really nice that when people were laughing at you you didn't bite you just laughed as well because obviously loads of people below it just put laughing emojis and I just put she's back and she was like yeah because some people were obviously laughing at what you were saying and blah 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 and I was like oh my god oh god the naivety yeah but but you know what it's because it's because everybody's been everybody's been conditioned not everybody that's that's too blanket of a statement 
a lot of women have been conditioned to think that in order to lose body fat, they have to do the most extreme, ridiculous things. So of course, when you hit them with a piece of bullshit content or fad diet or pill or whatever it is, of course, they're going to bite. This is why you should join the EC method. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess you're, you're right. Like the sad part is, as much as it was meant to be a parody, like there is a lot of stuff that basically is like that. Someone sent me a, a TikTok yesterday and it was this girl being like, how ridiculous it was that, about that people were saying it was a calorie deficit. And she was basically, it was weird to me because I was like, it's like you're holding up a sign saying like, I don't understand like how fat loss works. But she would basically went into real depth and she kept being like, what? So you're telling me that all the women that are on 1200 calories and not losing weight are mistracking their calories. Is that what you're telling me? I'm like, yes, that is what I'm telling you. And that's what all the science is telling you as well. Like, it's not me that's telling you that, or it's not like ex personal trainer. It's like, this is what we know does work. And she was I like, I'm not saying that calorie deficits don't work at all. I'm saying they don't work for everyone. And that some people come to me, some women come to me on 1200 calories. And when I increase their calories, they start losing weight. Are you telling me that that's because they were mistracking? Like, yes, <laughs> that's because they weren't adherent because 1200 calories is too low to stick to. And when you increase them and you can actually stick to that target, that's when you get results. Did but you conversation nah, nah, like some other personal trainer sent me it and I was like I don't watch I don't time to get into I that don't clients and like uh, people in our industry send me stuff all the time I just don't watch it as soon as I see what it is I just stop watching it because I find it really depressing and soul destroying it is a bit isn't it I was like wow right. and and the amount of people because a lot of that was virtue signally it was like if you are also a woman who's struggling to lose weight on 1200 calories like I've got the solution and it's not that you're doing anything wrong which is a lovely thing to hear yeah. but realistically you know we have the right solution it's not that you're doing anything wrong but it's that you're trying to stick to something that's unrealistic mm-hmm. and I think understanding why you need to increase your calories is important as well not just doing it for people and saying you're magically fixing their metabolism but actually understanding the process of what's happening and that it's more about adherence in fact it's I all mean- about adherence but these people, unfortunately, have just been watching the wrong things, listening to the wrong things, reading the wrong things, and they've got all in their head about it. And like I say, we were talking about this last week. It's a lot of it is date maturity in the job. And when you get it wrong once, that is enough to make you delve into the science and try your best to never get it wrong again. I speak from, ex- from experience, as I'm sure a lot of other PTs out there do. There may well come a day in the not too distant future where she watches that video and completely shrivels up inside because I know that's happened to me, like science has been, but also actually, in my defense, the science is always changing, it's always evolving, especially in the world of physique, because it's such a niche bracket, all the science that it starts on to do with physique is usually done in an obesogenic environment, those are the people that are being studied, so then when you translate that to physique, and then a bit later down the, the line, the physique community, you know, usually USF, but you know, your Bradshaw and Phelps, your Eric Helms or Bill Campbell's, you know, the physique science um, scientists, then take that study and and uh, copy it, mirror it on a on a physique lean population. The results are completely different. They're completely at odds with each other. Um, and so, you know, when a lot of the time in our industry, and this even includes people like Eric Helms, you know, saying, "Oh, actually, I think, for example, refeeds are going to help." Um, 
encourage kind of uh, or kind of de well enc encourage kind of your physique results at the end to be optimal and then actually doing those studies on a physique population it doesn't translate um, so a lot of the time the science changes and you have to change with it you have to hold your hands up and be like okay that was wrong I was wrong I'm sorry like this is this is actually what the new data shows but when people are that misinformed she's gonna look back on that one day hopefully maybe and be like <laughs> yeah I, so I agree but I do think it's a little bit different being like I've changed my view on diet breaks or on refeeds compared to I don't believe in energy balance like there are things that science will disprove but then there are like fundamental physiology I don't think is going to change yeah true so for example that like an energy deficit is required for fat loss Mm. I do think that some of and really all we're talking about with like diet breaks or um, refeeds and stuff is like how you're implementing that principle and yeah. that means like the technique of those things might change and you might find that for some populations that is appropriate and for others it's not but I think there are core fundamentals that aren't going to change yeah I completely agree I have to go in a minute and let's get through these questions Right, let's see the ones on live. Helen, anyone else feel like their social calendar is already filling up with the festive period? What are your top tips for enjoying lots of social events without anxiety around having a blowout and still staying relatively on track? We kind of did this in the last live, didn't we? Yeah. Emma, can you summarise? Because your memory's better than mine. <laughs> um, so I think generally for social events, like having a plan um planning ahead like look at your week ahead as well like okay I've got two events coming up this week how am I going to manage my week um go in with a plan as well like if you know you're having a three-course Christmas dinner what are you going to have are you going to eat like remember these are, tend to be like big portions remember you don't have to finish the portion are you going to drink that night how much are you going to drink that night um and then reminding yourself as well that the reason that you're going to these events isn't to overeat and actually you can have just as good a time by choosing not to have the dessert if you don't want to have it. And by the way, emphasis on choosing not to have the dessert, not telling yourself you can't have it. It's an empowered choice. And that's an important thing to remember that then you will, if you do have the dessert, like it's completely up to you, make the choice, own the action, own the response of that action. But remember that usually you're going to spend time with friends or family or work colleagues and it's less about the food or the drink and it's more about the people that you're with and the conversation that you have and I do think especially when you're someone who maybe think overthinks about food making decisions before you go mm. will mean that you are more present when you're there that you enjoy conversation more because if you're sat there worrying about how many calories are in something or that you didn't realize it would be three courses or you thought you could have this on the menu but now it's not there anymore like if you're too worried about these things then actually you won't engage in conversation and you won't get the most out of being there that night so those would be my tips and then I would focus really on so actually this might be a good example of let's say your habitual diet includes like a couple of treats here and there and like you've got some flexibility in it but actually you don't eat out that often and now suddenly, given Christmas is coming up and there's loads of social events, you are eating out more frequently. I would probably be a little bit stricter when I could be strict. So like on the days that I'm not eating out, I would really nail my diet. And on the days that I am, I would kind of give myself a bit more flexibility. 
but I might not sit at home in the evening and have like half a tub of ice cream that I might have had previously just for the enjoyment of it I might be like actually that's probably better spent having the dessert at the dinner that I'm going to on Friday so I'd be a little bit stricter when I could be stricter um, and I give myself a little bit more leeway at the social events I agree make a plan in advance whether that's banking calories whether that's having an idea of what your food choices are going to be what your alcohol choice is going to be when to cut it when to say no um, go into it with a plan as I'm um, so like give it seven days previous if you want to you know bank some calories if you want to you know I don't know do a little bit of investigation go on the website look at the menu plan your food whatever um, and remember when you get there this is like I said flexible guy thing yay you can go out you can have the whatever it is you want to have half a bottle of wine or whatever but you're still dieting because you still have a goal and you actually might be really surprised at how enjoyable that is how much more enjoyable that is how much more you appreciate things like being cooked for like you know the the slight buzz you get from a glass of wine instead of that shit heap hangover you get from a bottle of wine little things will actually be really you'll really appreciate them and enjoy them um and I actually find that yeah when I when I'm really in the thick of thick of dieting and I allow myself to have a large glass of wine with dinner or I allow myself to have the side of french fries you know that I've kind of made a conscious decision beforehand I'm, I'm gonna have it's a, a really lovely enjoyable evening so you might surprise yourself at how much you're not like oh this is shit <laughs> yeah actually underrated choosing your indulgences and really enjoying them yep. as opposed to having them all the time and if you have a load of social events you're probably going to get bored of the same Christmas dinner you know like you, yeah. you've had it once like maybe <laughs> I'm bored of it already yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah that's up to date on that oh no wait ollie's just said i have a mcdonald's every week and a pizza once a month but it's all fitted into my calories is it easy no is it possible yes although i do appreciate it it is a lot harder for the rest of you guys on lower calories yeah it's a lot harder for women to diet because we have to diet on lower calories yet we're still in the same food environment and still have the same food tastes as our you know male counterparts um just quickly guys just before we go i'm moving house this week and i'll be moving house well into next week but this week is the the big one um so i literally have a window of time in the evenings to go through tags a couple of you have chased me after two three hours like hey can you get back to me and i'm like no i am balls deep in bubble wrap and boxes there were so many bees in that sentence um <laughs> But I am, I do have a window of time every evening where I will be getting back to tags. So if I haven't got back to you in a couple of hours, don't worry, sit tight, I will. And on that same thing, and Emma will back me up here because I think we're both in the same boat here. When we are pressed for time and we have a window of time, we are going to spend that on Facebook getting back to tags. So anyone who's coming to us on Instagram, for example, to share photos that they don't want to put in the group, totally fine. But you are going to be waiting longer if you're coming to us on a different platform. Um, just wanted yeah, to agree that's and I guess that's why well it's part of the reason why it's really good to have the group is like that is our priority even though it's Chloe replies to tags before she replies to me on whatsapp I hate whatsapp yeah but Emma replies to tags in minutes it takes me hours and that's look guys that is just how we work Emma's very quick to respond she's on her phone she's doing it I typically like to sit down read them dedicate like an hour of my time or two sometimes three hours of my time two tags one two three times a day as opposed to like doing a really quick turnaround like that and that's just how we work and which I think is actually so good for us working together <laughs> coaching together it makes life a lot easier um mainly me I mean I don't really see how you're benefiting from that 
Um, WhatsApp, please. WhatsApp, is it not just the most stressful thing in the world? Yeah, it's not ideal. I archive people and then I'm like, I'll give it like at least a fortnight until you're probably going to think I'm a total bitch. And then I'll be like, sorry, I archived you. Let's chat. And then I do it again. <laughs> right. Okay. Have lovely days, everyone. Goodbye.